Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Job chapters 14, 15, and 16. And um, today, uh, Job is continuing to uh, be in this, I'm reluctant to say conversation, um, but this debate, so to speak, back and forth between his acquaintances that would identify themselves as his friends. And um, like I was saying, our last time together, this this goes on for a while. Uh, this, this back and forth between... Um, Job and, and um, you know the, the different people, Eliphaz and so far, and, and each one of these different people, the, the, the conversation goes uh, back and forth, back and forth, and you know what we're really stepping into now is Job is making his case, and um, not to them, but he is actually making his case to God. And really what he's yearning for and what he's crying out for, and it's so clear throughout the text, is that he's literally yearning for Jesus. Job wants Jesus. If, you, if you're going to get anything out of the book of Job, just let it be known that what Job's heart cry was, was that Jesus would come. That he would have a savior. You know, it really, as I was reading 14, 15, and 16 today, it was really reminding me of the book of Ecclesiastes today, which is Solomon's work. And we know Solomon was the king of Israel, David's son. And Solomon um, was able to ask the Lord for for anything. And the Lord said, you know, anything that you want, I'll give it to you. And so he asked for wisdom and the Lord was impressed that he asked for wisdom. He said, well, okay, well, I'm going to give you wisdom and riches and fame and all these other things. Well, with all of his wisdom, he writes the Proverbs and he writes the book of Ecclesiastes. But Ecclesiastes is, is, I would say, it's really, if you just open it up and read it, it's almost a little depressing Um, because in all of his wisdom, um, what he was basically saying is that everything's meaningless. Okay? Well, what does it sound like? Job basically says, time and time again, Job basically says, hey, God's going to do what he wants to. This whole thing's going to end. <laughs> None of us are getting out of here alive. Uh, you know, even if I were to have a good run, I'm going to die eventually and not, not even be able to see what happens after me. You know, and, it, and it's... His friends are just like, oh, you're, you're foolish, you know, be quiet with all that talk. But really, Job had wisdom. Job had wisdom. And um, 
that's what Solomon was writing. But we, we have to understand, this is where we, we, context is so important in, in our study. We have to understand that Job existed before uh, God in the God had made his appearance in the flesh to take uh, on the, the the weight of our sins and to be a bridge between heaven and earth and so did Solomon and they uh, yet they believed with all their hearts and they yearned for Jesus though he had not yet come they believed um, in him. And they desired him greatly. Uh, but it, honestly, we, we can learn a lot from them. Because do we desire Jesus that greatly? You know, we, we've all grown up in a time where Jesus was has been freely available. And just waiting on us to open the door. And, you know, we don't know we, if we've even experienced slightly what Job has experienced which I think a few of us have, so, some of these things. I know I can relate to that feeling uh, back a few chapters ago where he was like basically saying, oh, that anyone understood me. Oh, that there could be a mediator between me. Oh, that someone could speak on my behalf. Oh, that, you know, I remember that lonely feeling and that crying out. and But it was met immediately with Jesus' hand saying, I'm that person. That's who I am. I am pleading for you before the Father. I took the penalty of your sin. Believe on me. And when the Father now looks at you, he sees me. He sees my righteousness because my righteousness is now your righteousness. And so, but, but you know, Job is living in a time uh, pre-existent to the coming of, of the Savior to the world. And so and it shows in, in, in his speech. But, you know, it's wild because he's lost his children and he's lost his health and <coughs> he's lost all of his possessions. And But where in the text do we even read about that? Where do we even, uh, I mean, uh, where do we read about his crying out for uh, the materialistic things? It's not there. His, his cry is in the fact that while he knows he's been righteous, what is righteousness to you? While he knows that he's been blameless, what does it mean to be blameless in comparison to you? He feels the weight of God's glory, even in the midst of his pain, and he knows that he's not even justified to argue with God in what he's chosen to do. So he literally is just in this place of God I am nothing compared to you, but I know that I've walked blamelessly in your sight, but that's like dirty rags to you because your holiness is so vast and so great that I would die if I were to actually look upon you. Oh, that someone could come between us and so that I could have access to you. And his friends are coming in. He, he In a nutshell, listen, he desires relationship that isn't that crazy verse after verse chapter after chapter what is job saying i've lost everything but what i want is just a relationship with god what i want is jesus you know what i want is is intimacy between me and the father and his friends what are his friends preaching over and over again 
They're preaching religion. They, they, they go, this is all foolishness, Job. No, no, no. No, just do this and this and this and then and be quiet. Just do this and this and this and be quiet. Do this and this and this and be quiet. That, that's, that's all he's saying. He's like, no, Job, just, just follow the rules and everything will work out for you. And he goes, no, I, 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 I followed the rules. Um, and God has still allowed for this affliction to come upon me. But I dare not say... He's wrong for doing it because he's God and I wish I knew him more and I wish that I could uh, have confidence in my righteousness. But because he's so much holier than I am, I have no confidence in my righteousness. That's why it says in Hebrews, because now we can come with boldness and confidence to the throne of grace. Whereas previously, we didn't have that. None of us have walked blamelessly enough in our flesh that we could come boldly before God, the creator of all. It took Jesus tearing the veil and opening up heaven that now because of Jesus, that's the only reason I can, that's the only reason I can come in to his presence is I come in boldly and confidently because I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> you know, I'm with him, you know, and, 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 and I'm not perfect, but he is. And, and I've not made enough, uh, uh, rights to amend my wrongs, but he did. And, and that's where my, that's where my confidence is found. And, and so, you know, so this is just, um, Job has a desire, uh, of eternity and, and I'm telling you it's so it's so wild go read go read Ecclesiastes because one of the things that, that I was thinking while I was reading Job was that Job he did what is his greatest desire here the relationship with God and then also he desires eternal hope he desires eternal hope. He can't get past the fact. Yes, he's lost everything, but he's he's kind of he's so filled with wisdom that he's kinda of like, you know, I was gonna lose everything anyway. Okay, this I wasn't, none of us are getting out of here. You know, this wasn't gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna live forever anyway. I just wish that when when my day was over, that there was more. That's what he's saying. He's, I wish there was an, an eternal hope. And um, that's exactly uh, what came out of Solomon's mouth when he, he, uh, he said in Ecclesiastes, I don't know, maybe it's around 11 or 12, I think. It says that, that God has put eternity in the heart of man, um, meaning that there is a desire within man to be eternal, and and the truth of it is is that is that 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 is God's way of drawing us to Himself, because we do have. There's not a person that doesn't have that desire within them to live forever, and, and there's only one source of living forever and that is through Jesus and Job felt that and he was just crying out oh that there was just an eternal hope and that should that should just I want to say comfort us but I think really a greater thing that it should do is convict us that we have eternal hope and we know that no matter how this thing goes Okay, it doesn't matter if I'm to end up rich, if I end up famous, if I have a million kids, if I have no kids, if I, you know, if if um, I I end up being very successful in my career, no matter how all that works out for me, when I die, it's the beginning. 
okay, in comparison with what eternity uh, has for me, this won't even be like a dress rehearsal. It'll be so small, like a vapor in comparison. And, and it's not that it, it that doesn't, that's not that it doesn't have any meaning. It's just that we have to live each day in comparison to eternity and just knowing that it doesn't matter that much what happens here. Okay, now I want to be used by God here. I want my life to produce in other people knowing Jesus because then I'm opening up or I'm helping to open up the door for eternity for them. That's the greatest purpose of my life. And if I'm bringing children up into this world that I want for them to have eternity in Jesus and for them to be contagious so that even after me, they're telling other people of eternity in Jesus and their children, if we're all still around here that long, if their children could t- do the same, that's legacy. That's what we're after. And we get so lost in, in all the things of this world and our houses and our cars and our dollar signs and, and all these things. But here's Job who's lost all of that church listen Job's lost all of that and he's going oh that I just had if I just had eternal hope if I just had eternity if I just knew that this wasn't it right he's saying man I could get through I could endure if I knew that this was just a short season in comparison to eternity and that is the hope that we have that this is a short season you are in a short season right now you are in a short season and and if you believe in the lord jesus then there is infinitely greater for you than you could ask for or imagine stored up for you in your father's house and um we should just keep that on the forefront of our minds as we're living each day, not putting too much weight in our things and our stuff and our health. And, you know, we're believing for God to move in all these ways. And we know that he does and we know that he will. And I can't help but continue to draw back the spoiler alert that Job doesn't just die at the end of this story. Everything that he lost was restored and multiplied because God is a good God. Okay. But his heart's desire wasn't that. His heart's desire was as our heart's desire should be. Right fellowship with God through Jesus and an eternal hope that is on the forefront of our minds every single day.